And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. It's great to have you listening this week. I pray to my Lord Jesus Christ that his word would come alive in you and that you would have a deeper revelation of the truth and of the love that he has for you personally. So today, speaking of love, we're going to be focusing on the unwavering love of Jesus, the unwavering love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today, we're just looking at one example of God's incredible love for us from the very beginning of us, which we will see was before we were formed in our mother's womb. So if we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, we see that God together the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all involved in creating us in their image, in God's image. Because we see in verse 26, it says, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all of the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Verse 28, And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. So here we see in verse 26 that God said, Let us make mankind in our image. These verses are from the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible. So God is involved. The Father was involved. The Son was involved. The Holy Spirit was involved. All three persons of the Trinity were involved in creating us. We see in verse 28 that God blessed male and female and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. So God was requiring them, telling them, instructing them to be fruitful and to reproduce. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 17, it says, The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Now, we are talking two areas of the word of God here. Genesis, in the very beginning, in the Old Testament, and Colossians in the New Testament. But remember, something huge happened in between, and that was the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3, which we've spoken about many times before. So in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, we see the Father is delivering us and drawing us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Again, God is involved, God's love, again, at work and action, trying to look after us, protecting us, delivering us, rescuing us, 
healing us. His love is so immense for you today, for you personally today. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14 goes on to say, In whom, whom is Jesus, in whom we have our redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins. Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. Verse 16, For it was in him that all things were created, in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things were created and exist through him by his service, intervention, and in and for him. So you see, in Christ, all things were created. That doesn't just mean Jesus by himself created everything. The Father and the Son together with the Holy Spirit, were all involved in creating all things in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen. You and I were created at the beautiful hand of God, the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. At the beginning of the program, we were talking about God's love for us from the very beginning of us. The decision for you to be conceived was made by your biological mother and father. It was their free will. It wasn't God forcing them to conceive. It was their own free will to choose to conceive you as a child. Their self-will, just like every other choice we make every day, it is our own self-will that God will not violate. How do we know it was not God making the decision? Well, that's because he instructed Adam and Eve to multiply. We read that earlier in Genesis chapter 1. If the Lord had to tell male and female to multiply, then it obviously was their free will to make a choice to obey God or not. If God automatically made our decisions, he wouldn't have to tell us to do anything. But God doesn't automatically force us to do anything. So Adam and Eve themselves had to make the free will choice to conceive Cain and Abel. But we see in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit knew you and me before we were formed in our mother's womb. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you, and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now you might say, well, yes, this is what he said to Jeremiah. Well, remember that Peter says that God is not a respecter of persons. So if he knew Jeremiah before he formed him, He knew us before he formed us, regardless of our assignment and whether God selected us to be a prophet or not. He wouldn't select Jeremiah to be known before the mother's womb and everybody else not to be. God knew us before he formed us. So for God to know us 
at that stage, before he formed us in our mother's womb, we must have existed in some form. I believe that God knew us because we were already a spirit, and so is he, of course. And remember that you and I are a spirit. We are not a soul. We have a soul, a mind, will, and emotions. We are not a body, but we have a body. We exist in a physical body. So you are the spirit that exists inside your physical body that connects the soul and the body to itself. So before we had a physical body, we were already a spirit. How do we know this? Notice how God created Adam before he gave him a body. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 is where God creates male and female. He says, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. But it is not until Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 where God forms man from the dust of the ground. It says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became a living being. If something becomes something, then the first something had to already exist. So man became a living being. So he was already a man that existed in some form. Now, you might also say, well, maybe God did it differently because of Adam, because Adam was the first one. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 still says that God knew Jeremiah before he formed him. So it wasn't just for Adam that God created him before he formed him. Jeremiah has been told that he was known before he was formed. And therefore, I believe that is the same for all of us. Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16. The psalmist says, For you did form my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. I will confess and praise you, for you are fearful and wonderful, and for the awful wonder of my birth. Wonderful are your works, and that my inner self knows right well. We see here in the first couple of verses that God did indeed knit us together in our mother's womb. And in 14, we are seeing how wonderful his works are when he knits us together, intricately and precisely, but with love and adoration, watchfully looking over us with affection. This is the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who cherishes everything about you, loves everything about you. I pray today that you understand to a greater level than yesterday how God loves you so much. It doesn't matter. We've all messed up. Go to the Lord. Ask for that cleansing of his blood and the cleansing of all the unrighteousness. Anything left, any guilt, condemnation has to go if you have received Jesus as Lord. Because the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free 
from the law of sin and of death. You are shackle-free today. The chains are gone legally and in reality. They are gone. Jesus has paid with so much pain all the way to the cross for you to be set free. Let that pain of our Lord not have been suffered in vain. Give everything over to the Lord today. Cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you, Peter said. Verse 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth, a region of darkness and mystery. Now we know that our mothers are not in the depths of the earth when they conceive us because they are already living on top of the earth, on the earth. But we, according to verse 15, and if you believe the word of God is true, then this verse is true, says that we are formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth a region of darkness and mystery. Verse 16, Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life were written before they ever took shape, when as yet there was none of them. So what's interesting about this verse is the words, my unformed substance. So we were a substance that was not yet formed. Isn't it interesting? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God had faith, and he created us using his faith. There was a substance as a result of his faith, and then he formed us with his beautiful, meticulous hands and heart. He formed you so gently because you are precious. If someone handed you the most expensive porcelain jar that was ever made, wouldn't you handle it gently so that you wouldn't drop it on the floor? You wouldn't want it to break. But how much more a human being, how much more a creation of the Lord's hands himself, far more than a mere porcelain jar, worthless in comparison to a human being, a life, and a creation of the Lord himself. So based on the decision of our parents to conceive a child, our Lord formed us in our mother's womb. He formed us there knowing that the second we took our first breath, we would arrive in a fallen world, in a fallen state, tainted by the poison of the nature of our father, the devil Satan, because of the choice that Adam and Eve made at the tree that day in Genesis 3 verse 6. But the Lord knew that that child that he was forming in that mother's womb would have the ultimate free will, self-will choice to either keep the nature that he or she has inherited through the lineage back to Adam, that nature of their father, the devil, Satan, or instead accept Jesus as Lord and become born again according to the way God has always wanted us to exist without the chains of sin and of death around our bodies and in our souls. But now, this child 
if it receives Jesus as Lord and Savior. He or she walks in Christ Jesus, in dominion over the earth, making the earth look like heaven by revealing the gospel to other precious souls on the earth, lost, not knowing how to survive one day to the next, believing that the life they live every day is what it was supposed to be from the beginning, deceived by the devil trying to keep them blind away from the gospel. The child growing up should be believing by faith in God and his word to do as he said, to preach the truth to all creation, to lay hands on the sick, to raise the dead, to speak in unknown tongues for God's will to be prayed through their vocal cords. Because when we speak God's word, it is the same as God speaking it. That's what he once told Reinhard Bonnke of Christ for All Nations. He wants us to speak his word. He wants us to speak his will. God is precious, and we are precious to him. He wants us to do this. He wants this child to grow up walking the earth with Jesus, in Christ Jesus, exerting God's will over unrighteousness so that it will become righteousness, so that Satan's works already defeated at the cross by Jesus' blood being shed, would continue to be annihilated across the earth. Jesus working through this child and as co-laborers and co-workers with this child to enforce that defeat of evil wherever it is found in all its forms. Because it can be. And Jesus is the name above all evil and above all names. So the Lord sent us as spirits into our mother's womb knowing that we would arrive on the earth in darkness without an understanding of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a loving creator sending his creation into the earth with the hope that the child would receive his son Jesus and become born again. The loving creator forming that child in his mother's womb or her mother's womb because it was the self-will choice in obeyance by the parents, to the Lord, to multiply. It was God's infinite mercy, grace, and love for us that he sent Jesus, his son, to die on the cross, to shed his blood, so that the poison of sin and death inherited from Adam could be washed away, and for us to receive eternal life by being transferred out of Satan's power of darkness and into the kingdom of God's Son. Jesus. Lord, we thank you today for your mercy and your grace upon us, that you would send your Son Jesus, Father, to the cross, enduring such horrific suffering for us, because this must be how much you love us. This must be how much you care for us. You want us to give you our burdens You want us to give you our lives, to lay our lives down and say, Lord, I receive you. Jesus, I make you my Lord today. Lord, you have given me the choice of salvation, and I receive it today. Forgive me of my sins. Wash them away. Show me your word. Help me understand your love for me. Help me walk with you all the days of my life here on the earth. Help me tell people about you. Help me pray for the sick. Work through me when I believe in your name. 
before we considered Jesus, He never wavered in His love for us. When we came to receive Him, but maybe were perhaps skeptical about some things in Scripture, He never wavered in His love for us. It is interesting, isn't it, how we read in John chapter 15 where Jesus is saying that we should abide in Him. It makes us wonder perhaps that we were abiding with Him before we were formed. Since God already knew us, perhaps we knew Him before we were formed in our mother's womb by Him. I will leave this thought for you to ponder directly with the Holy Spirit. If the Father was not compassionate and merciful and full of grace and love for you, he never would have sent his Son Jesus, and we would all be in a terrible, terrible path, eternal destruction, and we would rightly be going there because of our ancestors' choice at the tree that day to reject God and follow the serpent, Satan. If you want to receive Jesus today, make him your Lord. I implore you, tomorrow is not promised. Simply call out to him, Jesus, I want to make you my Savior today, to make you my Lord. I want to confess you as my Lord. I believe God raised you from the dead. Come into my heart, Jesus. Take me. Here is my life. Here is everything that I am. I give unto you. Now live through me. Help me understand your word. Show me the direction by your Holy Spirit. And please provide people that are solid Christian believers that will help me grow. Help me find a church. Help me find a place that will teach me the full gospel and not only parts of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we finish the program today, I just want to pray a prayer of healing over your bodies today and your souls. Father, I just thank you for your son, Jesus. Your word is spirit and it is life. It's full of life. And I thank you, Lord, that as we spoke your word today, the fact that these precious souls listening are listening to your word, they are receiving your word in their souls, their minds, wills, and emotions, but that it's also penetrating their body as well. So I thank you today, Lord, that their body is being healed. That neck pain that they once had is gone. The cancer they once had is gone. The shortness of one leg is now corrected. The glaucoma, the spine problem is gone. The pain anywhere it exists is gone. At the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I thank you that I can use your name, that I can speak your word over these precious, precious people. And I thank you today, Lord, for being with them continually as they walk their journey forward with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you would like to partner with us, our website is tog.world. You can call us for prayer at country code 1-407-705-3151. You can also request a prayer on the website as well. But until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.